this is Drinking with the Gnome. We're back this week talking about drinking, talking about drinks, doing some drinking with drinks. We're an OTR. <laughs> we're <laughs> I, it was off the top of my head. Give me some we're slack doing- here. <laughs> We're drinking with drinks. We are drinking with drinks. Yeah. Uh, We are at uh, the drinkery, drinking with drinks in uh, OTR, the capital of drinks in Cincinnati. See? See how it all came together? I I think (laughs) drinking with drinks at the drinkery should be its own show. Honestly. (laughs) I can't do any more shows. Andy Fultz, welcome back. (laughs) Thanks. Uh, And our special guest this week, because we were recording Cincy Brewcast and figured why the hell not, uh, Michael D. Morgan. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having um, me. You are the... T- continuing to drink with me. <laughs> continuing <laughs> to people, drink drinks. Most people bail out before now, so uh, <laughs> this is, I respect your guys, uh, you know. This is my escape longevity. from the house. See, I've got a sick uh, two-year-old at home that is uh, just absolutely wreaking havoc on everything around her, although I just got a text message in between shows that said she's on like a four-hour nap, so our house is actually quiet right now. I could have had quiet, but... Yeah. I'll, I'll take drinking anytime. Yeah, sure. You could have booze instead. Because my wife is still loud. Even if the baby's not. <laughs> um, yeah. so she, and she listens, right? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. She doesn't know how to do it. I've tried to teach her how to, how to listen to a podcast so many times. At least that's her excuse that she doesn't know how to do it. Who knows? <laughs> so we uh, just kind of came up with a show because of where we were and, uh, and what looked good behind the bar. So this is going to be an off-the-cuff uh, experiment, I guess. We uh, Since we're at the drinkery, I figured we could talk a little bit about what this place is. And um, we talked a bit about it a little bit on Cincy Brewcast. So if you <laughs> listen to both, sorry if it's a, a, a rehash. But um, this is like a... Get over it. It's, it well, it's, I, I think what I, the way I worded it on the other show was that a lot of bars have some kind of gimmick, some kind of thing about them, be it... Mm-hmm. swings around a bar or, you know whatever it is and this is just a it's a it's a bar this is what right. this is what you think of when you think of a bar there's lots of exposed well, the, bricks and dirty floors this uh, is what you think of when you think of an OTR bar this is it's not what you think about when an OTR bar uh, <laughs> not anymore it, at not, least well for me it is though from from when I was first coming over here and OTR was right you know right. OTR before it got all uh, what's the proper term? A bird scootered <laughs> before it got scooterified. Yeah. yeah, before you had to fucking have a handlebar mustache and skinny <laughs> right. jeans to come down here. So corporate yeah. and douchey, I think, is the official. Uh, <laughs> All right, yeah. I I was gonna try to say something politically correct, and then I thought, why would I do that? You know, well, but. And, and- uh, this is definitely not a corporate feeling no, bar no, at and all. It, and when I say OTR my glass bar, is a little sticky and it feels like yeah, it should be. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like it, I'm happy that the bartender spit in two out of these three drinks. That did not happen. It's a joke. I'm people. Gl- it's I'm a glad, joke. I'm glad Calm that I've down. got one of those two. <laughs> Same here. I did he, have a he funny, didn't, he didn't like you. I had no. a funny bar experience. <laughs> I, I walked up to the bar and got the, uh, three glasses of Jack Daniels, which is what we're going to be drinking in a little bit. And then I needed a beer to kind of drink in the meantime. And I saw, you know, I'll take a, a fretboard, or I, I think I said a tray, because mm-hmm. a fretboard tray on tap. And he kind of nodded his head and then rummaged around behind the bar for a few minutes and came out with this tray that he knew was stashed away somewhere. He presented it to me. Oh, thank you, but just wanted a tray, a, a beer. 
<laughs> so, yeah, I'm probably on a shit list now. I will get some spit in my Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you talked a little bit about what OTR has become mm-hmm. and maybe what it was. And I guess it is fitting that we've got Mike on the show because he's been a big part of... Because he's drank it all of them <laughs> before and after. part of OTR uh, in all of those uh, uh, stages of its life. I... I went to school um, down on 7th Street and, and graduated in 2005, I think. Uh, so it was, it was, OTR was not right. It's awesome not what it is today. at the time. Um, you know, even yeah. a little bit further back when I was in high school was definitely not the place you, you wanted to, to come hang out. It was in the middle of the, the riots and all of that stuff. And, OTR was one thing which, then. Which is one of the three most fun days I've had down here. But <laughs> Riots. Yeah. I mean. Were you rioting? <laughs> I'm not going to say I rioted. I'm just going to say I got some free shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but No, I, I actually came down. Um, they were talking about doing a. Um, shortly after the riots, they did the curfew and all this uh-huh. kind of stuff. And you couldn't be out in Cincinnati. And I was like, this is such total horse shit and and the reason you know nobody wanted to look at the reasons and i don't want to get too political on this but i thought you know what they're protesting is you know i'm kind of behind and you know I, i'm all for we you know police serve a function in society i don't i'm not for police brutality on anybody it doesn't doesn't matter and they were going to have a march uh, a peace protest at finley market the following saturday and the city came down and said, no, you can't have it. And myself and a few other people came down anyway. And what ended up happening was we basically milled around Finley Market. And since it was sort of canceled, there wasn't a whole lot to do. But it was still kind of a cool bonding experience. And it was the first time I'd ever been to Finley Market. So right. it, it got me out of nice. you know suburban northern Kentucky mm-hmm. at the time. I was living in Erlanger. So it got me out of the suburbs and downtown to do something and find something cool and something that I've later introduced my daughter to that she thinks is cool. And so there's all this, you know, and it all came from trying to come down and, and do a little, uh, try to try to nice. whip a little positive positivity into the world. And right. so I, I think it kind of happened anyway, even though there was no big march and protest that day. I was the only criminal defense attorney with an office and over the Rhine at the time of the riots. Wow. Yeah. It was kind of fucked. <laughs> well, and I'm I'm amazed at how the city has rebounded from that, and how, in a lot of ways, we've em- we've embraced a certain side of who we are that happened maybe well, because of that. And and that's actually what I was just going to ask Mike. How much? Do you think is a, a reaction to, you know, this happened, this was a really, this was a blemish on the city. This was a blemish nationally on the city. And then uh, shortly after that is when a lot of places started to, to sort of come in and start to build up and, and you it's, know, douchify the neighborhood. It's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. It's, it's, it's a mixed bag, actually, because you, what you had was... Um, what you have was a lot of places like this that were doing their own thing, and it was mm-hmm. organic growth. Yes. And then you had the riots, and um, I will say that I predicted the riots in advance because I was doing criminal defense work at Ryan, 
And uh, there was a lot of activity that I thought, you know, this is just a a pressure cooker. Mm -hmm. So the riots came. It was bad. It was scary. It collapsed all these businesses. And the response to that was that we need to create this very well-capitalized corporate entity that is going to do top-down neighborhood gentrification. So, you know, the, kind of the ironic thing of the riots and, and uh, what resulted was that you had this organic, blue-collar people who came and worked their ass off and got crushed out of business, uh, replaced with a bunch of really rich pricks uh, creating <laughs> this gentrified corporate top-down thing. And the drinkery is a survivor from that. And, and, and it's not, I mean, I, this, whatever the hell business is here now, I don't know. I mean, this place might have gone bankrupt two or three times in between. And I'm not, uh, that's, that's not slander. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying that several of these businesses have uh, gone through various iterations. Sure. And um, this one's kind of a holdout. I mean, it, it, I, I love the fact that it's gritty. Because mm-hmm. it reminds me of what right. it reminds me of back of, of when this was real, and mm-hmm. uh, it was people who rolled their sleeves up and said, "You know, I'm going to make I'm going to make a better place, and um, I'm going to work hard for it." And that's what used to happen here. Mm-hmm. Well, I you know I've after starting this show, I've been spending a lot of time in uh, dive bars, uh, just random neighborhood bars that are around town that. I would have never walked into otherwise. And there are so many places around town that have some kind of thing captured there that isn't, it's not, it's not pretend it's not drawn up by some marketing team before they open and then recreated in the space. And I think as much as I, I also love some of the, the more corporate kind of things that are happening in the area. And there's some fun bars that have flash to them. Um, it's better than when you got shot in it. I mean, absolutely. I'm not. Don't 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 get me wrong. No, but I got shot at outside. I'm talking That's more a, a about true the, story. I'm talking more about like just what the bar is. You don't have a lot of those those the the, the gritty kind of neighborhood bars in OTR anymore because mm-hmm. right because you can't afford it. Right. Yeah. And this feels like whether or not it really is or not, I don't know, but. Yeah. This definitely still feels like that. What's the place across the street that said the hub is another kind of interesting one for me when you walk in there. It just feels like a... It's, it also is a... It's probably an old lease. Uh, I suspect the hub and uh, the drinker are both old leases. They go back to a guy named Bob Schneider. And so that's probably why they still feel legit. And they, they are still legit. And, uh, for now. You know, I mean, that's right. the, that's the At some point, part. they're probably going to lose... The, the, yeah. That lease is going to come to an end. And uh, somebody will have to pay eight times more, and uh, you know there'll be some guy that tries to serve me a twenty-dollar cocktail. Here. As long as it's not like an Applebee's or something like that, I'm okay. If you have something that's a little bit more corporate down here, it's just yeah, there's a fine line. There's a very and there's again a, that's coming from somebody that does live in the suburbs that drives right, down there, here. There is a place for, I guess, a time and a place for both. Um, but it's like, like Mike said, it, it, 
you know, it used to be when I came down in college and, and we'd come over here to, to whatever places were open. Uh, one of my favorites was actually Great, the Have a Nice Day Cafe. Yeah. I thought day. that place was so fun. And so just the music is really why. And then all the, the 70s pop culture on the walls. I just, I love that place. And I'd go in and get a fishbowl. And five minutes later, I'd go get another fishbowl. And uh, <laughs> Courier Cafe and Caldies, mm-hmm. yeah. Pitifuls. Pitifuls. I mean, we we came down for all those places, and but you know, back then it was you didn't come down by yourself or with one other person. You came down with two carloads because otherwise you were running the risk of something bad happening to you. And you know, by strangers, not by your friends. Right. I mean, you well, came down I mean, with the two carloads. Something friends. bad was still going to happen to you. It was just right. your friends were going to be the ones. You know, that's the people I hang out. with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I, I think what what strikes me big about kind of the different types of bars you know this this corporate thing that's happening these these other bars they have a type of business where it's constant change like the Mm -hmm. bar is one way and then you know that in five years it's probably going to look different because you have to have that constant change to keep that traffic rolling in and keeping the lights on whereas bars that are more of that gritty kind of neighborhood kind of atmospheres for some reason they just do their thing and just their their marketing is that they don't change you know and it's these two different sides of one coin which is that place you can go just grab a drink it's all about just going and grabbing a drink mm-hmm. <laughs> it's um it's getting but it, but that's getting harder it's getting harder to sustain here and uh the, that i mean that those reasons are complicated but uh, yeah, I mean, you think about going to the thing that I used to preach about over the Rhine back in the day, and you know, I did a series of presentations to over the Rhine or to a city council about why over the Rhine was important and and why it had economic benefit. And you know, there's so many statistics about it, and one of them is that it's slightly larger than the French Quarter. You know, immediately adjacent to mm-hmm. the central business district. You go into the French Quarter, uh, you're still going to find a lot of places like this. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're not. Um, that's because you don't have monopoly ownership of the buildings. You know, it's that you don't have a monopoly on what leases look like. Do you so, feel like that's because New Orleans had a handle on what they had with that well before Cincinnati did? Uh, yeah, absolutely, and and so as a result, it it uh, it grew in an organic way. Does Cincinnati have a handle on it still, like as a whole? Like, do they? Does Cincinnati as a whole understand what OTR is or no was? I guess is a better word for it. No, I mean I, they, they they have started it's, to. It's but better than what only, it was, but I still don't think people understand. I think that you're correct. They still do not understand, and um, and they have no appreciation for the fact that they have no appreciation for any sense of like organic growth and development in this neighborhood. So um, no, it's not. I mean, I, I dedicated a I dedicated a decade of my life to this neighborhood. And uh, one year when I was delivering Bachfest glasses uh, right here on Main Street, it was like uh, right across the street, I was going to the Courier Cafe. This guy stopped yeah. his, uh, stopped his uh, Escalade right here in front of where this window we're looking out of. 
he stopped his Escalade in the middle of the street. He got out and he started shooting some guy uh, <laughs> down the street. They got into a gun battle, and I had to duck inside uh, the doorway, you know, for a little while before I went to deliver my Bachware glasses for this festival I was trying to create here down here in a shooting gallery. And, um, you know, I'm glad that that's not the situation. You know, I'm glad mm-hmm. that that's not what it looks like anymore. But um, I don't... It's been... There, there hasn't been a natural progression from, uh, from bad to better to like where people can come roll their sleeves up and, and, and are living. Do you think it's just because it happened so fast, that transition? Like, whereas somewhere like the French Quarter, it's just been kind of gradual over time? Or. It's, it's how it happened fast, but how it happened fast is not coincidental. How it happened fast is how this city did it. And it's how, um, yeah, I mean, what happened here in Cincinnati was not, um, I'm not going to call it bad, but I'm also not going to call it natural or ideal. This is, it's a very um, Disney World type of thing, on, especially depending on what street you're on. And you kind of look at the way I think it's like, it's like somebody could come up and just pull a little cord on the bottom of the the bars and it would all roll up and you'd be able to see what's really going on and um, I, I would agree I would, completely I would call it Splenda development it's artificial yeah yeah, yeah. well this was depressing <laughs> <laughs> well then let's do a but, shot but there's great <laughs> bars down here there's great places to uh, to, to grab a drink there Jeez. I give you a 99.9% chance of not getting shot <laughs> when you walk out of this bar alright so for every bar that I'm going to be stopping in and doing shows out here in OTR none of this is actually about you it's about the other people trust yeah. me right right um, let's drink some Jack Daniels uh, what do you guys know about Jack Daniels? It's from Tennessee. I mean, it's not, uh, um, you know, it is not a true, right. a true bourbon. All right, so let's tackle this off the top. Oh, God. Handy, you stay on that side of the table. <laughs> Don't cross this line. Technically, according to the legal definitions, Jack Daniels meets all of the product classifications to be a straight bourbon. Oh, Andy however, and I both call bullshit. However, <laughs> however, Jack Daniels disavows this classification completely. They are Tennessee whiskey, and that's the way they want to be classified, and that's the way they petitioned the government to allow them to be classified, and they have then created their own classification. That is what they are. Are we good? Because they are, are we right, good? We're good. That's fine. <laughs> Because I mean, what they are saying, uh, what they are saying is they are admitting that they are inferior right, to the product <laughs> from the Commonwealth of Kentucky. So, yeah, uh, so I mean, but it doesn't make them bad. Doesn't make them bad people. Doesn't make them so bad the, whiskey. It just makes them inferior to Kentucky yeah, bourbon. We are and, definitely and the, going to have a bourbon show at some point. And the story for for listeners that that we shared before we we started on air is many many moons ago, back when I still had hair. I was at a bar in Lexington, and somebody from out of town, I think they were from St. Louis, so, you know, go figure, (laughs) sits down at the bar and says, yeah, I want a shot of that Jack Daniels bourbon. And, of course, being a bunch of, you know, loyal sons of the Commonwealth, my friends and I said, that's that's not bourbon. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's Jack Daniels bourbon. And I looked at the bartender and said, if he says that again, I'm knocking him out of his chair. And, (laughs) And so he, you know, of course, is... 
everybody does when they drink. He's feeling <laughs> big and bad, so he looks me in the eye and he calls it again. And he got knocked out of the chair. And the bartender <laughs> leaned over the bar and he goes, "Sir, I need you to leave." And he goes, "But he hit me." And he said, "He told you he was gonna. I don't know what you want, man." <laughs> <laughs> So it's pretty much the story of everybody with Jack Daniels, and in some kind of it ends in some kind of fight or argument. Or yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he was actually one of the groomsmen in my first wedding. But we're <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, I, I think that your conduct was entirely gentlemanly. Uh, I, I think that you. Were, I gave him fair warning. You gave him fair warning. And we were in and, Lexington, uh, right? I, I mean, I, I don't right. know what right. other outcome there could have been. You can get away with that in New York. (laughs) When in the Commonwealth, you have to respect bourbon and, uh, I don't know, horses or something. But really, it's bourbon. Dad always said it was the land of beautiful horses and fast women. Yeah. Well, God bless. I married one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Women, I hope, not (laughs) horses. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Well, I mean. (laughs) Once married a thoroughbred. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You can fool around with both. But, uh, <laughs> some have unrealistic expectations. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's drink this before we get too far off the rails. <laughs> so the biggest difference between Jack Daniels and bourbon is it gets a mellowing process. It goes through charcoal, maple charcoal, which kind of softens it all out, which is what I like about it. I can't say that I'm picking this over bourbon most times, but... Uh, for yeah. what it is, it's it's. I, I like it. Tell, I, I think tell me what you're tasting um, while I drink, since I was talking while you were drinking. Well, when you say that, you do get a little bit of that mapley sweetness out of it, uh, for sure. And it is smooth like a good bourbon. <laughs> it doesn't have the bite no. that um, I'm expecting. Maybe that's because, I guess, in the, the modern, trendy world of bourbon... There's a lot of really great higher proof bourbons. Higher proof, This yeah. is what, 80, 80 proof? Yeah. In yeah, that I ballpark. So. I think it's 80. I haven't so. drank it in a long time, actually. I've yeah. never really decided it, it, it's much, like this in a while. It, uh, you know, because I uh, I find it a bastardization. <laughs> I mean, I don't, out of principle, I drink, uh, I drink my liquor from Kentucky. I, I used but, to, to do a little bit of business with somebody that sealed every business deal with a shot of Jack. So, but he's been, he passed away 12 years ago, so. It's actually a much better whiskey than I recall. It's, it's, it's not bad. No. It's nice. Um, it, I mean, it is smooth. You get that. I mean, mm-hmm. the whole like additional charcoal filter, I understand it. I mean, it's not, I'm not going to convert. I mean, you're mm-hmm. still going to, you're still going to uh, come to my house and find bourbon from where God made it. You know, but, uh, <laughs> it um, the mash bill is corn, rye, and malted barley. I'm not seeing any kind of percentages, but obviously, majority of it is corn. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely corn liquor. Aged in new oak barrels, obviously. Sour mash. Um, it's it's good. I you know, if somebody wants to get into whiskey, just in general. I wouldn't say that this is a bad way to get into it because it, no, it does no, go down and, easy. It doesn't well, uh, and, doesn't fight you. And I think that 
you know, when you're if you're just starting out into this, it's a decent price point for you too. That you're not, you know, taking a big risk with what with buying a fifth or yeah. It's I almost think it's a little. Ex- I don't know. In it, my head, I feel like it's a little bit expensive for what it is, though. It, it's a little more expensive than some of the other whiskeys out there, but then it's also not as is out there as if you were going right. to a higher end scotch or something like that. If you were trying to start out, is sort of where it's I'm more saying. or less expensive than a maker's. It's definitely it's less a, expensive. It's less expensive than makers, really, but it's more expensive than like a makers forty six. Okay. Or something like that. No, Maker's 46 more expensive than Maker's, isn't it? Yeah. That's what I was saying. It's le- more, might be more expensive than a Maker's, but uh, less than... It's, it's less expensive than Maker's. It's less expensive than both, I think. Mm-hmm. I think. But I, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know. We should be doing this from a liquor store, but I can look. Right. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> it, um... I, I like the fact, actually, that, uh, I mean, it's been me, largely. I like the fact that now all three of us are just making stuff up. <laughs> it's, it's, I've yeah. got Wikipedia pulled up in front of me, at least, so I can kind of try to figure something out, but it's not really helping me. <laughs> uh, I, You know, the quintessential cocktail with Jack Daniels, of course, the Jack and Coke, always a good um, go-to when you walk into a bar if you don't know what the bar is at, at, at the beginning if that makes any sense so because i've been going to lots of local dive bars lately you walk in and sometimes if there's not a uh, any kind of beer list or they don't have bottles sitting up on the bar you don't even know what kind of beer they have and it's really hard for me to walk in somewhere and order a bud light it's 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 got to be bad for me to do that so my go-to's at a bar i'm either ordering a sam adams or i'm ordering a Jack and Coke because I know that I know what I'm going to get. <laughs> yeah, liquors. I, I'll do. I'll do makers a lot the same way. Um, you know, when I really feel compelled, I'll drink a PBR. But uh, yeah, I mean, not that I find that. Not that I enjoy it. Um, <laughs> but you have to. Sometimes you have to buy time. And, you got to scope things bar. out and see right. what's going on around right. you. Yeah. So quick, quick Google search said they're pretty close. Are they? Yeah, Jack Daniels Old Number Seven and Maker's Mark Standard are pretty close. So depending on where you get it, and uh, Maker's is pretty approachable too. As yeah, far well, as Maker's a, as far as the bourbon goes, and very, the, the, the wheat. Well, and you know, with their their blending process, I know a lot of people say single barrel is the way to go and all that. But for the the blending process, it's an extremely consistent bourbon. So uh, you know, being the the loyal son of Kentucky, I am. I would say start with Maker's. That's also what I grew up, you know, that's what everybody had. Right. My dad and uncles and everybody. Uh, So do you, before we wrap up this episode, since we're right about there, um, do you know the story of how Jack Daniels supposedly died, like the man Jack Daniels? God, I I hope, I hope that like his last words were, watch this. (laughs) Was it, was it in the David Allen Coe song? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> so he, that, that's like, we've now exhausted my knowledge of Jack Daniels. David yeah. Allen Coe did the song. I, I might be off on some of the details here, so feel free to send your, your angry emails or your uh, angry voicemails to 567-70-DRINK. Um, see, line. I've got it memorized now. Um, he kicked a safe one day in his office he had a big giant safe and he kicked it out of anger or maybe he was drinking Jack Daniels you know you tend to kick things when you drink Jack Daniels Mm -hmm. Um, and got some kind of just a cut on his foot 
just on his, on his toe from where he kicked it mm-hmm. and then got some kind of infection and died from the infection from kicking a safe. <laughs> so you have an Achilles heel and a Jack Daniels toe. And Jack Daniels toe. There you go. Okay. Nice. Um, you get another, that. another piece of trivia that's somewhere in my brain. Um, this he is should have poured some liquor this on is, that this gut. Is, this, is, <laughs> this is probably a little more common knowledge. Uh, the distillery Jack Daniels is located in a dry county. You cannot yeah. drink around the distillery or even at the distillery. Legally. Legally. I'm sure they have to taste test for quality control. But You can smoke weed there. Though. That's fine. I don't. Uh, you probably can't in Tennessee. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> That's a joke. That is an absolute joke. <laughs> Do not go to Jack Daniels and well, smoke in the barrel warehouse. Legally. Just, you, you throw that in, I think you're covered. I, I assume, but just by the conversation, neither of you guys have been to Jack Daniels. No. Just uh, think yeah. it's horror or something. That'd be kind of interesting yeah. to see. I know when they, uh, so they, they make all of their, that the, the, we're talking about the maple charcoal, they make all of that themselves. And they have this big, giant bonfire with like this big, giant maple like almost like telephone poles hmm. just this huge bonfire and then it all goes down to charcoal I mean that, that would be interesting but I'd like to see it normally when I'm in Tennessee I'm I'm over on like the Gatlinburg area and the Great Smokies and, and in that, that vicinity of Tennessee I don't spend as much time in the rest of the state and as much as we're giving them some shit it's beautiful down there it, it, really, it really is, is. that's there's there is a whole other side to drinking that you know we talk about breweries and distilleries and places like that that when you get there like I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure that any one of us you drop us in Jack Daniels uh, granted you can't because it's in a dry county but with a glass of Jack Daniels sitting there looking at this process and these people and uh, yeah. it's pretty easy to fall in love with something like sure. that uh, versus in a uh, commercial bar somewhere you know. <laughs> Or, or <laughs> to, even to make it all full circle, uh, or even sitting on a, a balcony at a cabin in the Smokies, right? You know, if you handed me a Jack Daniels there, I would not complain or be mad at you at all. Uh, I still wouldn't let you call it bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I tend to, uh, when I'm in Tennessee, tend to lean towards the uh, commercialized moonshine that is all over the place because it's delicious. Where actually, we're going to definitely have a show there. Um, I don't have everything finalized, but I am going down to Gatlinburg nice. uh, this uh, this fall, and I'm already working on a show for them. So Sweet. We're going we're to drink some moonshine. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, guys, thank you very much. Um, oh, thanks as always. Everybody, thank you for listening. Please share the show with your friends, because that's the biggest thing you can do to help this show. Drink them with a note. <laughs>